What's going on? We're back. It's going good, man. It's good to be back. It's good to be back, baby. But what's crazy is he's so athletic. It's insane. I give you the most realistic answer to this one, bro. Number one is going to be for the money. Probably the greatest college offense of all time. I don't see how it'll ruin any talent for the NBA. Please don't know. You have so many weapons, dude, and you can't get anything done. Like, it's literally a game that came down to the last yard. And the Major League Baseball are adding some new rules. So that's what we're going to be discussing about today. The first one we're going to talk about is the defensive shift limits. So for the people that don't know, the shift has been a huge part of baseball. Just to kind of dumb it down and kind of just explain it better. Say you have a left-handed hitter who is pulling the ball a lot. So that means for a lefty, he's hitting it towards between first base and second base. So usually a the defense will set like a third baseman out kind of shallow right field so he could ground it, throw it to first. But you can't do that anymore. So it just kind of eliminates it. I'm going to read what they have here. The four infielders must be within the outer boundary of the infield when the pitcher is on the rubber. Infielders may not switch sides. In other words, a team cannot reposition its best defender on the side of the infield. The batter is more likely to hit the ball. If the infielders are not aligned properly at the time of the pitch, the offense could choose an automatic ball or result of the play. This rule does not preclude a team from positioning an outfielder in the infield or in shallow outfield grass in certain situations, but it is not prohibit for outfielder alignments. So basically the the four infielders, first base, second base, shortstop, and third base, they can't go beyond the dirt. Mm-hmm. They they can't go like like I just said, the third baseman on a shift would go into like shallow right field. Right. Because he's pretty much the infielders can't go in the grass. Right. And it's a disadvantage well, actually, I guess it would be an advantage for hitters now mm-hmm. because what they used to do is they would all shift. And like you said, you know, if a left-handed batter was pulling the ball or a right-handed batter was hitting it deep into right field every time, the entire team would just shift to that side of the field and pretty much shut down his his play style. Yeah, especially if you get throughout, you know, you go throughout the rotations, uh, the lineups. And those guys at six, seven, eight, and nine, usually like pitchers and catchers hit. Mm-hmm. And those guys are really sometimes can only hit one one way. Like I know a lot of catchers, you know, if they're right handed, left handed, they're they're pulling either left or right. Yeah. And there's really no in between. Those guys aren't getting up there and powerhousing, slamming the ball, home runs, stuff like that. So. Yeah, I, I, I think it is a good rule for, for baseball. I, I think it's a good rule. Um, it kind of eliminates the game planning before 
you play the or play the team. Usually, you see an infielder or um, a pitcher. Sometimes somebody comes up to play and they pull something out of their back pocket, or they have a little wrist gauntlet, and it's just a defensive situation. This guy's batting three twenty when he pulls it down the first baseline. Everybody's going to shift over there, but that completely eliminates it. So I'm really excited to see how this turns out. Um, me personally, I feel like the shift is a part of baseball. I'm trying to put it into other words. When my player is a lefty and he gets out because of the shift, I'm I'm pissed. I'm upset. But when my team does it on the defensive side, I'm super happy. I'm like, oh, that's a base hit all day. Yeah. So uh, you just got. I think you got to keep the shift in there. It's a part of baseball. Yeah, it kind of goes both ways. But they're not getting rid of it. It's just being limited. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I it's still going to be in that. the game. There's still going to be stuff. And and like you said, uh, when you're cheering for it, it works. And when you don't, when you don't <laughs> yeah. like it, you know, it doesn't work. So. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, I, I think it's going to be interesting. I feel like it's going to bring a sense to the game. I feel like we're going to get a lot more happy interviews in the press conference after the game from players that really, you know, it, it, that, it, that it affects the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how that turns out this upcoming season. And another rule they're placing is the pitch timer. I'm um, just a little background. Let's see here. Um, well, it's going to go from what? What's the pitch timer at right now? Uh, what was it at right now? It doesn't say, but this season will be a thirty-second timer between batters between pitches. It will be a fifteen-second timer with the bases empty and twenty-second timers with the runners on base. Um, they're just doing it to kind of like speed up the game. Because it says right here, the pitch timer had reduced the average time of a game in a major league baseball by about 26 minutes. I was going to say, because they, they did this in the minors. Yep. That, and the uh-huh. studies found that it was a 26 shorter game. And, and baseball is a very long game. It can go from, it can really be from anywhere from three hours to really all night, yep. six or seven. If, uh-huh. they, if they get into extra innings and they're just going and going and going and nobody's scoring or they're tying every time, then it, you know, it can go on. So 26 minutes may, may not sound like a lot, but that's, that's baseball is a long game. That's like half an hour of a uh-huh. very long game. So I think it's going to be a significant, I think it's going to be going to be a significant change. Yeah, it is. And pitchers who violate the timer are going to be charged with the automatic ball. And for a batter that violates it is going to be charged with the automatic strike. And I like that. That's kind of, I mean, that's kind of common sense, but that's smart though. A batter takes his sweet time, charge him with a strike. A pitcher's trying to get his grip right or kind of taking his time, he gets charged with the ball. So I like that batters must be in the box and alert to the pitcher by the eight-second mark or then he'll be charged with a strike. With the runners on base, the timer resets if the pitcher attempts a pickoff or steps off the rubber. Wow. Okay. So I like that as well. That kind of eliminates it. I mean – We'll see how many pitches get charged with the automatic ball. It's probably going to happen a lot at first, but then they're going to realize, I'm like, okay, I'm not like ready to deliver the pitch. I'm going to step off and reset the timer. So I think this is another good move by the MLB. I, th- I think it's a good move. So you think there's going to be a lot of strategy revolved around this new rule? Yeah, and I think batters get one timeout per plate appearance, and that's also... So every time they go to the plate, they get one. 
They got one time. Even if they go to the plate six times a game. I think so. I think that's, that's what um, Gordy said in that. So, I, so I think I just I just looked it up. I don't think there is a play clock, or at least last year. I don't, I don't think so. So think they're was. getting up there, and they're just taking their time, in a sense. So uh-huh. now it's just going to enforce them to – and like you said, it's just going to be to mo- keep the game moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't a pitch clock last year, and I think they're just doing this to speed up the game. Like you said, a regular baseball game could be – uh, two hours, three hours, five, six hours. Eight, I mean, you're playing nine innings, and it's a baseball is a very, very long game. So they just want to speed it up and probably attract more people to the sport because that's, I think, a main reason why people don't watch it that much. It's three hours and it's slow paced. Yeah. No, well, no. I mean, you look at NFL games, NBA games. They're also two and a half, three hours. But, but it's just the people want action. It, yeah, it's because unless it's between a quarter or a timeout, these games are moving. Yeah, basketball, it's, it's a constant pace game. Football, always moving, running up the field. Baseball, there is no clock in baseball. Mm-hmm. There's uh, be, forget a play clock, or uh, I'm sorry, a pitch clock. There, there's no clock in, in general. These guys are just taking their times. They can scan the field, decide what they want to do, what pitch they're going to throw, who's come up to plate. So. This pitch clock is really going to start putting like the first, I think, the first ever timer on the game of baseball. Yeah, now I feel like we're going to see some pitchers kind of, kind of fold with that pitch timer. Like you said, the game, it's the bottom of the, bottom of the ninth. You're only up by one run. You can't just like kneel the ball like you can in football and let the timer go out. You have to throw the pitch over the plate and get them out. So I think we're going to see some pitchers kind of just get flustered and maybe just sneak a fastball right down the middle and just not thinking and it get it gets blasted and he and he blames the pitch timer. Yeah. But yeah, I think both of these so far I agree with no uh, not the shift, sorry. I don't really agree with the shift as much. So before we go into this one, do you think that I know you said pitchers are going to get started getting maybe a little pissed off and stuff. I think so. Do you think that they're going to pitch less in every game? Ooh, that's a good question. Because how many, how many average pitches does a, a guy throw in a game? Around 80 to 90? 80 to 90. 80 to 90. Unless they're really like good and they're dealing, make or, it or, average. Yeah, if they're having a good game, yeah, obviously like, they're going to keep them in and see if they can um, throw a no-hitter. Or, yeah, like Sandy. I forgot his last name for the Marlins. No, for the Marlins. Uh-oh. He was – Every time I watched him pitch, he was in the 100, 110s. He was up there with his pitch count. Right. But I feel like pitchers are going to find like a rhythm like like a pitcher does. They get into a rhythm and then they stick with that all game. I think they're going to have to like change that with the pitch clock. It's like kind of do a like a routine like, all right, blah, blah, blah. Get ready, set, go. I had like three seconds on the timer. And now, so, stuff like that. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me and I don't think – I would, you'd have to do some serious math, but if a guy's throwing between 80 and 90 pitches a game, right, he is taking time between those pitches. Mm-hmm. So he's throwing the ball, and then he's giving his arm. He's probably stretching it out for 20, 30 seconds, however long. Every pitcher's different, too. Yeah, that's true. So I think a lot of pitch styles and play styles is going to be a lot different. They're going to look at guys coming up from minors and guys in college, high school ball, whatever it is, and like, hey, can, can you can you get with this clock? Mm-hmm. Can you throw 80 pitches a game 
every every 15, 20 seconds because that, that's all they're going to get. Like, like, like the rule says, there's going to be 30 seconds between batters. But other than that, it's everything's going to be less. Yeah. It's going to be a lot less time for these guys to get these. And I think the, the batters are going to have an advantage off of that. Because if a guy is tired from throwing every 15, 20 seconds, he, I think the, the margin for error is going to be a lot bigger. Yeah, but that's when the stepping off the rubber comes into play and then you right. the, the timer restarts. But that's a good point you bring up. Most batters, they have a pre-pitch routine. They go up, they swipe the plate, they fix their gloves, they kind of just like mess around. That's probably – they might have to make that routine faster or eliminate some things. And batters playing baseball, that's how like you get ready to go up and hit. You have a routine, you get your hand set, you're ready – but now when the last batter gets out, you only have 30 seconds to get in the box and like get ready to go. So I think it's going to affect both pitchers and hitters a lot at first, at least. Who do you think has the edge? I think hitters do. You think hitters? Because like you just said, a pitcher just like throwing the ball like 15 seconds like it's just it's gonna tire their arm out. So if it's eight, if it's eighty to ninety, do you think it's gonna reduce significantly or at all? The, the number I think I think game. a little bit. Say that the average starting pitcher's throwing eighty five pitches a game. I think they're gonna be sitting around seventy to seventy five pitches. I think it's gonna lower it so a little I mean, bit. Not not that much. Not, yeah, not much. But I think it's gonna lower it. Right. Uh, another one that's just not as big have been fifteen inches square. Or well, traditionally, the bases have been 15 inches square. Will instead be 18 inches yeah. squared. Home plate is unchanged. I don't know. Um, going into like really like deeper depth. Say you're on first base and you got a good lead, and you get picked off. You're gonna have more space to kind of touch the bag. But that's like the only. I don't know about. Well, the distance is shorter. Correct between bases if they're bigger i guess so so it's gonna be a real advantage for faster guys in the league yeah this will create a fourth and one half introduction in the distance between first and second base and between second and third now four and a half may not seem like a lot but in baseball that's that's a lot of ground covered yeah you take guys who traditionally have stolen bases or even guys who are just aggressive in that sense. They're saying right here the bigger bases could also have the effect of reducing oversliding. That's a big thing. You've seen a lot of players get yeah. injured from from oversliding yeah. or getting their leg caught up on on the base or the dirt or the know, or the dirt. Yeah. In. So I didn't really like think about that. Yeah, I think that's gonna reduce it. Yeah, that reduce uh, stealing. No, reduce um, over sliding oh, and, yeah, and, and yeah, players yeah. getting injured. Yeah, because if the guy's on first or even second and he's just that aggressive player who likes to steal, now he's got an even better chance to get to that other base. And so it's a three-inch – uh, what, what's the word? Three. In, there's, three, there's three more inches on the base. Yeah. So it's bigger. So the over sliding <laughs> – I don't know. That's a that's an interesting way to look at it. I, I feel like pitch. This is all revolved around pitchers. 
Yeah, I think it is I think, too. I think. Do you, do you have any theories on why they're doing that? Because I feel like out of all of these, pitch clock obviously that 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 affects pitchers. We already talked about that. Bigger bases is going to affect pitchers because now the now the runners have a bigger advantage. Yeah, and the defensive shifts kind of kill the pitcher as well. So all three of the pitchers kind of getting stabbed in the back. Here. Yeah, they they really are. It's gonna change the way how pitchers approach different hitters because with the with the shift it's like all right this guy he loves to pull the ball down the first baseline i'm gonna throw him inside so he does that now it's like i can't really do that because usually our third baseman's in the outfield and he makes that play every day and he, and he gets him out at first. So now the pitchers have to attack the hitters in different ways, I feel like, and get him out in different ways. And he's got to have that in the back of his mind. My defense can't shift the way they, uh-huh. they're used to. They can't just pull out that guard and be like, all right, guys, like this hitter, we got to shift. Because usually everybody's on the same page, uh-huh. right? You know, everybody looks at the pitchers and they're like, okay, he's going to throw this ball to this guy. We're gonna shift over here. They're all they're all a unit. Mm-hmm. They're all on the same page, and now they're all being killed, kind of at the same time. Yeah, pitcher just happened to be the guy getting screwed by all three. Because then you got to look at the runners. The runners gonna steal from first to second a lot easier than he did last year. Mm-hmm. So I think going in this year, they're really they're really going these rules. Yeah, well, I think Rob, all, what do you hate about pitchers, man? Yeah, <laughs> what's I mean, your problem with the pitchers? I guess he doesn't want to see us <laughs> them be as good as they are. And another one we didn't bring up was the uh, robot umpires. That's, that's another, right. That's right. That's another one we didn't uh, so bring up. So I believe that's being tested in the minors right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's minors is really where they test everything. Yeah. They tested the pitch clock there. Did they do the uh, defensive shifts in the minors as well? I think that was – I don't think they've done so that the, one yet. So the bigger bases in the defensive shift were the ones that they didn't test. But, I'm pretty sure. They, I know they pit, they did the pitch clock. Yeah. So Robo Empires or robotic, whatever you want to call it, they're going to be coming – is that official or is that, I, is that just in the talks? I think it's official. It's it's really coming to the MLB. I, I think so. Man, that's or it's like it's about to happen. I don't think it's like they're kind of like dabbling with it. I th- I think they're gonna get to it like sooner or later. Yeah. Well, I think we talked about this before. I think that's gonna be a huge, huge disadvantage for the game of baseball. <laughs> it- I, I think you just gotta get the right umpires. Do you have like Angel Hernandez is a terrible umpire. There's a Twitter page. I forgot what it's called, but they do like a report on the umpires right. for the strikes and, and balls. And the, or there's one umpire who got a hundred percent on a game for his calling. With the strike zone. With the strike zone. Did a hundred percent. That was the first time ever. So it's like you had the right umpire in there, that's not going to be a problem. But you have some of these guys, like what he talked about, it's a road trip. It's that third day. It's a travel day. You play nine innings, then you got to leave. Bro, that umpire wants to get in and out of there. He want, he wants to leave. It's really not even the umpire. Like, everybody wants to get in. Yeah, everybody, everybody wants to they, <laughs> yeah. they got They got, you know, whether it's a double header, whether uh-huh. it's they got to travel to the next city, whether they really are just tired and want to go home. Yeah, so then the umpire, when the umpires and coaches are talking before the game starts, the coach is like, hey, ump, what's the strike zone looking like today? The ump's like, 
hey, I'm going to be calling strikes three, three and a half, four balls off the plate. Your boys better come out swinging. So it's like, okay. Coach goes back to his team. Hey, guys, <laughs> this is what the umpire told me. Get out there and hit hit it. Uh-huh. And that's that's really all you can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But with a robot umpire, it, it, it's just not going to feel real. It's not going to feel... Feel like it's an advanced game, which I guess that's where we have to go as a generation. But imagine a guy... Get, you look at things go viral on Twitter and social media and all that stuff. When a player gets pissed, he looks at the umpire. Looks at hey, how the hell was that a strike? Or how the hell was that a ball? What, what, you know, what is he going to do to a robot? <laughs> Nothing. He, he, what is he going to swing his head off? I just, I don't know. It's going to be a very interesting. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be weird. There's no way that gets approved. Honestly, this I feel is like they have to get like a, a fan vote or a player vote. Yeah, they, they got to do a player vote because this is just a weird one. I think robots for the umpires when. If you just throw in the right umpires, that it's not going to be a problem. You just have Angel Hernandez calling these big games, and it gets everybody pissed because he's a terrible ump. Like, literally go look at all the bad calls Angel has had. He's a terrible umpire. Just go through. Talk to the players. Like, who do you want to see behind the plate calling balls and strikes? Do a survey. Talk to the players. Talk to the coaches. Don't just make a big decision like this just like that. I think that's just kind of stupid, honestly. It's just a part of the game. Yeah. It's – yeah, but pl- people people get mad. All, but players get mad all the time at umps. It's a part of the game. And, and uh, umpires are human too. Yep, they make mistakes. Whereas a robot, yeah, it's cool to see that story where a, an umpire gets every single call correct. But a robot's never gonna miss. And yeah, yeah, that's good for the game. But again, that's just that's just the nature of the game. People are going to call some. It's like in basketball or football. Every ref's not going to make every single call. And sometimes that's just how that's just how the game unfolds. Somebody yeah. misses a call. Go back to your sideline. Go back to your dugout, whatever. Okay. We, we live with it. People make bad calls. And whether an umpire makes a, a bad call on a strike or a ball or whatever the case may be, it's. I feel like that's just a, a realistic part of the game that they're just stripping away from the from the MLB. I think because I think these three, and then obviously the umpire rule could be a fourth, but I they they are pretty massive changes. All three of them, like they they could take the next three years and next year pitch clock, year after defensive shifts, year after that the bigger bases. But these all all three of these these are huge changes for the game. <laughs> And I think it'll be for the better. I think it'll be once people. Re- I think the first like month will be a test, learning curve, learning curve test trial. And I don't know. I think fans and maybe even the younger generation will look. Hey, maybe a baseball game is a lot quicker. Maybe look go more baseball games. Viewership and ratings will go up. But I think, I think that's why they're doing half those rules. I think. Well, that's that's the biggest problem baseball has. Baseball is America's sport, quote unquote. But they just lost so many eyes. And for someone that's played baseball all my life, like I understand the game, so I could sit there and watch a full nine inning game. But some people that I know that don't watch the sport that much. 
bro, they can't stand to watch like a pitcher's duel because it's just boring to them. But I was a pitcher, so I'm like, dude, just watching these guys just throw a 99 fastball inside and then go right back with a slider on the other side of the plate. Like, that's just beautiful to watch. I can watch it all day. But some people are like, I just want to see like double plays and home runs. I'm like, it's I, just because people want to see action. Yeah, they just want to see action. I'm action. like, I get that. Uh, I, I think the game of baseball, giving a better understanding to the younger generation is what they need to do. Hopefully these rules can make it easier to watch. But like you said, a pitching duel, that's a very significant part of baseball. That's very hard to do to pitch. And we were talking about records earlier. Pitching a no hitter or a perfect game. A perfect game rarely happens. How many have there been in history? I don't know off the top of my head. It's like barely into the double digits. Uh, One happened, I think, was it Lucas or some Lucas um, something? He plays for the White Sox. I remember last year almost the, the Rays guy had one. Yeah, no, like last year. Very, very close. Um, there's been a lot. There's been a lot of close calls. Well, yeah, it's, everybody gets very close, but to actually finish it. Was this the last perfect game? What year? 2012 was the last wow. perfect game. Wow. Felix Over Hernandez with the Mariners. Ago. Oh, I'm thinking of just a no-hitter. A perfect game is just... That's that's insane. Yeah, that's That's the... Glory. Yeah, that that's the that's glory. The hardest and thing there's to do. only been I mean there's there's been a lot. There's probably been Yeah, but you also gotta admit twenty three. There's been baseball's been around forever. Like what what's the last eighteen eighty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean So like the How many happened in the eighteen hundreds? Uh just is it just two? Two, yeah, but so the two one that's like I would probably say like 91, 88. It just well, twenty three for like how ba- how long how baseball long has been, been around. That's ridiculous. That that's crazy. I was thinking of uh, a no hitter. I think obviously a no hitter happens a lot more. Yeah, that's a but lot th- more but that's still very impressive to have a no hitter. But a perfect game, bro. You're not walking anybody. No one's getting a base hit. Like that's you're just striking them out, <laughs> bro. You're just striking them out, and you're them. dealing, man. You're dealing for nine innings. That's crazy, bro. Look at that. 2012. There's three perfect games in the same year. Felix Hernandez, yeah, Matt yeah. Cain, and Philip Humber. I I think I watched that Matt Cain game. That was a great game. So do you, do you think with this new pitch clock, do you think it's ever going to happen again? A, a perfect Ooh. game? Oh, that's a, that's Even a, a no-hitter. I think yes, but it, it's going to be later on in the season. Not a perfect game. I don't think a perfect game is going to happen. It hasn't happened in 11 years. Yeah, it hasn't happened in 11 years, and I don't think with these rules that it's just going to happen. But a no-hitter, Maybe. It, it can maybe happen. They can formulate a way. We talk about how it's going to be strategy based a lot with these pitchers, but maybe these guys can cook something up in their heads. All right, maybe I can go for a perfect game if I pitch this fast or 
this quick because obviously their their time is limited. If, if the pitchers can get into a rhythm fast and just get the hitters out right. fast, yeah. then that's like their only shot at getting a no hitter or a perfect game or something like that. Even a a complete game shutout is really impressive to do. Not many people talk about that. So I'm I'm excited to see where this season goes. Uh, it's it's weird uh, putting these weird uh, these weird changes to the game, but especially I, all at once. Yeah, all at once, not just like spreading it out. Maybe uh, a new rule per year. They throw in three pretty big rule changes all into next season. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Do you think they'll? I don't know if they can do this or not. Do you think they will? like stop one of the rules if it doesn't work out like they I see that to. with with the the umpire. I, I see yeah, yeah. I, that that is the one where I that's really a, think that's yeah that's subject to change. I, I feel like that's just a given but it's it's really hard. Like the pitch clock's not going anywhere. And I, I think it, I think it's a good change. No I, I I do like that. But stuff like like the bigger bases, do you think if they because I know they were talking about the statistics of the game. Because mm-hmm. baseball math people, they measure every metric of the game. And that's going to go into huge effect in the, the mathematics of the game of baseball. So do you think if studies show, I don't know, more runs being stolen, stuff like that, over the course of the season, they can cut it off, pull the plug halfway through? Uh, Yeah, they, they probably could. But I don't think with the bigger bases, that's going to be the main issue, like runs getting stolen. I think the reason they did it, in my opinion, is I've seen a lot of players get hurt because they just take a bad slide into the base. All right, so, so you think it's more the fact player safety? Uh-huh. I think so. It's a good point. Uh, yeah, because Bryce Harper, I think I've seen him a couple of times just slide into the base really awkwardly, and he just gets up. Like, you, dude, you could blot your knee sliding yeah, into the base. You, get, you could get really, like, badly hurt doing that. So I think it's just a player safety thing. But we'll, we'll see. Uh, is there any other rules? I think we touched on I think on those it. are the main three plus the, the fourth one. I I don't know when that's the empire is going to go into the effect. Yeah, I'll Google but, but that. But then again, then again I, I still think you need to get a player vote or do a poll throughout the, the majors because that, to me, is just taking the – the humanity out of the I mean, literally taking the humanity out of the game. But I think it's just a bad call for everybody. Yeah, they started with the robot umpires in AAA parks. All 30 AAA ballparks will use robot umpires to call balls and strikes. Starting in the 2023 season? Yep. All right. Well, so uh, they're not using it in the majors this no. season. They're they're, they're gonna, gonna they're gonna t- they're, okay. That's like smart. Every, like, thing. like everything else, they're gonna test it. It's gonna come the right, year right after. There. Could 20, be coming. Could in twenty twenty four. So it's it's not certain that it's coming, but they're are, they're gonna give it a try. Yeah. Okay, and that's what I'm assuming. That's what it's trial and error. Like. That's all you can ask for, really. Yeah. It's just going to be funny, like you said earlier, if it's a bad call and the, the guy gets mad, what's he going to yeah, do? Yeah, what's he going to do? Look at the robot and <laughs> knock his head off? You look at guys like Judge. He's six foot seven and 
you could take that robot, you know, I don't know. That No, that's a good point you bring up. Uh, a lot of like judge, for example, bro, he's like six, 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 seven. And there's the other dudes that are five, 10, five, 11. Right. How is that going to affect their strike zone? You think with it, with the robot? Well, uh, I don't know. That's there just, is, there is only one strike zone. That's, that's true. Uh, but, but some umpires are like, Hey man, yeah, I was going to say it's, it's from your knee to, to your belt buckle. Right. And, and if you don't hit it, I'm, Calling strike. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then again, it's just the humanity of the game. Imagine if other sports put in robot refs. That would be weird. It would. That that would be odd. I mean, what what are they gonna look like? Are they gonna wear the same stuff? Is it gonna <laughs> look like a robot? I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm excited for this. I'm glad that we read this and they're not gonna use the robot till twenty twenty four. And that's not even hundred percent. It's not even a hundred could be. Right. Could. So I guess we have to start watching some AAA games to really see how, how that goes. Maybe they prove us wrong. We've been proven wrong before. I, so. I mean, next time I check up on Twitter and they say, oh, there was 10 games going on last night. The 10 robot umpires had 100%. Like, oh, damn. Yeah, like, but okay. I, I just – humans make mistakes, and I think it's just part of the game to miss a call or miss a strike or something. I feel like you, that's that's just that makes it more interesting to watch. Yeah. See fan reactions, see player reactions, see people getting furious at each other. I, I but so, I, I, I enjoy that stuff. I don't know about you, but I, I enjoy that stuff. I enjoy it until it happens to me. Well, yeah, but it, it's like for, I think it's gonna get boring if he's every single Well, it's not even a strike three where I was gonna say the infield fly rule for it was a playoff series, and I was like, dude, like that was just BS. But I'm trying to think of. But it, look, it's going to be boring if they get every single call correct. Watch. No, watch. People are going to be arguing about this to get every single call correct, and every single call is going to be correct, and there's going to be no controversy. I think they should rather have the umpire do the. The call, not not the balls or strikes, but say there's a a bang bang play at first or something. Right. You go you go to a robot to really for what like a review, I guess. Well, dude, even sometimes like it's so like, you, you want a robot to make the final call is what you're saying. Yeah, on plays other than strikes and balls. Yeah, at, other than calls at the plate. Yeah, because I feel like that's where umps really mess up. They really mess up on that stuff. Like the, the the camera crew has like the angle and he's safe by three steps, but that ump goes out there and makes the final decision. That's final. You they can't. And even if they challenge it, it's, no, that actually is that actually is uh, that's interesting because you only get so many camera angles in these sports in these games, mm-hmm. and somebody out there watching the game might see something that the guys at calling the game don't. So I think, yeah, that actually is a pretty good point. If a, if a robot is, is calling it, cause that, that's something where you need to have co- the correct call every single time. Yep. I don't think, I think you can argue strikes and balls all day long. Yeah. I, I like you said, the strike zone is kind of different for everybody. And I feel like if you get a bad ump for the game, swing, it's not like he's calling it, for one one side 
He did, he told both coaches, "Hey, man, exactly. it, it's he, the last game of the series. I want to get out of here." He's Swing going. The bat. He's going to both teams and saying, "Hey, this is how I'm calling it. This is my strike zone." You know, it's not like he's favoring one side or the other. Now, I'm sure sometimes that has been the case. Oh, it's it's baseball. Humans are going to make errors. But at the same time, I feel like that's that's just like I said, part of the game. But I, but I do li- I like that theory, bringing in a robot for the final call on on some plays. But strikes and balls, no, no, they don't they don't need any yeah. robots behind home plate. There, it's it's been baseball has been around forever. They they don't need to change that. I like that because say it's a big playoff game and someone's on first base and the batter rolls over and they're trying to flip two, but it's a bang, bang play at second base due to lots on the line. And some guy could go or an ump could go out there and just completely just fumble it away when the call is obvious. Right. But if you got a robot reviewing it for five minutes, then I think they're going to make the right call. And it could go with multiple different things. It could go with bang, bang plays, a force out or, um, infield fly rules, I think, could go into play. I don't know how that would work, actually. Um, well, regardless, it's somebody's not going to miss up the call. Yeah. Whatever the call is, it's going to go to him. And I guess we just have to trust the technology. Bitches out of my notebook Cause I don't wanna write about you 